Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and we are into week 14 of the NFL season. It is cold as shit right now because it is winter. We are in the month of December, uh, which means that, well, for one, the NFL football season is almost over. Uh, Number two, we have fantasy football playoffs for those that play. And three... That means that uh, the NFC West, the NFC wildcard, the playoffs, the playoffs is right around the corner. So these last four games, this last quarter of the season is going to be ever so critical for those teams that are vying for a postseason playoff berth. And especially in the NFC West, it is it is tight. It is real tight right now. Uh, just looking at uh, Rams as of now, as of now going into week 14, they are first place in the NFC West. And that is because they had the early first dips game on Thursday. Thursday night football, they are now 9-4. and four. They had a convincing, convincing win at home against the New England Patriots. Uh, a Patriots team that, mind you, shut out the Chargers 45-0 the previous week. And so for that game, the Rams were favored by four and a half, uh, but it was a no contest. You know, th- this game featured a pick six by Kenny Young. It featured my guy Cam Akers, the rookie, finally getting uh, a Lions share of the carries. He had 29 carries for what, a buck 75 rushing yards, a couple catches. Um, but all, all in all, he had what, shoot 200 yards all purpose. Uh, really put to doubt all those that were kind of wondering about Akers, whether he would be involved in the offense, because um, he was pretty silent like the first half of the season. But second round pick out of Florida State is looking really, really good, really special for this Rams rushing attack. And for those that have Akers after all this time for fantasy football, if you held on to him up to this point, congratulations, because if you're still in the playoffs, uh, I can imagine him, especially with fresh legs, since he didn't play that much during the first half of the season, if he, they continue to give him the rock like this, I mean, I would expect you to fare pretty well in your fantasy football playoffs, okay? So best of luck to you guys in fantasy football playoffs. All I'm saying right now is this Rams, uh, which is interesting to see how this all come came together. Um, but after losing to the Niners a couple weeks back, they have bounced back and played some really good Rams football. Good defense, a good run game, and that is how you ascend in the playoffs. Okay, now I'm not saying that uh, it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to win the NFC West, but as of right now, they're first place and they're playing some really good, sound football. So props to the Rams. Secondly, you have the Seahawks who are 8-4. They are 8-4 just a game behind the Rams and, you know, it's a a sour sour note. Uh, Well, for one, to be second place up to this point in the season, but... Uh, secondly, the reason why they're 8-4 is because they are coming off a upset special. Okay, this is... Uh, I was surprised, uh, but they played the Giants last week. The New York Giants, but a New York Giants team without Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. They had Colt McCoy instead. And I believe the Seahawks were like 
I don't know, 13, 14 point favorites going into that game. Uh, but I don't know what happened. Uh, say they laid an egg. Um, but uh, yeah, they lost. <laughs> they lost 12 to 17. It was a game where they couldn't get anything going. Uh, it was a game where Russell Wilson just, uh, man, he got turnovers, man. There's a lot of turnovers. A lot. It was just an ugly game. Uh, for these Seahawks and you know it's gonna happen in the season it's a long year you're bound to have these sort of hiccups uh, especially on the road but didn't expect it against the Giants I'm just gonna say that especially against a Colt McCoy led Giants team but it is what it is they fall to eight and four and so hopefully they rebound again with uh, well the other New York team the New York Jets and we can talk about that in, in a bit Thirdly, third place, you have the Arizona Cardinals, and this is something of concern as well. Because, like, through the first seven games of the season, they were looking super hot. I think they were, like, what, five and two, something of that nature. But they are sliding right now, okay? So they, um, yeah, last Sunday, the Rams, you know, they're coming off their victory against the Patriots, but they had another triumphant win previously against the Cardinals. Uh, The previous Sunday, they played... The Rams and the Cardinals, they played each other. Uh, and then, yeah, the Rams kicked their butts. It was 38-28, uh, to 28, a game where the Rams, once again, had a pick six that game. A really, oof, ugly game uh, for Kyler Murray to, to get that pick six. But uh, this Cardinals team, offensively, they seem a bit discombobulated right now. And I don't know if it's because of Kyler Murray's shoulder. I don't know if it's because of their play calling. Um, I don't know if it's because they're running. I don't know. It's been it's been a lot, but DeAndre Hopkins he's been a little bit quiet lately. Larry Fitzgerald he he's he was out previously because of COVID nineteen. Um, I don't know what the deal is, but everything collectively, uh, especially for a Cardinals team that came out hot off the gate, uh, the first month month and a half of the season. Uh, yeah, now they're five hundred. They're six and six. They've dropped the last two games, um, and that's not good. That's not good. And so they have uh, potentially a, a makeup game, you know, talking about New York teams, but the Giants just beat the Seahawks. The Cardinals now play the Giants. Yeah. So it's going to be at New York. We'll talk about that in, in a bit. Lastly, fourth place, you have those San Francisco 49ers. Call them the Arizona Niners up to this point because they're home games as of now because of Santa Clara. County, they are. Uh, they're going to be in Arizona right now. They got kicked out of their own stadium, and so their home game is this week. Uh, they they are five and seven, um, but they are hosting the Washington Football Team, Alex Smith led Washington Football Team, and uh, they don't have that much wiggle if they have any hopes of making a case for postseason because there's four games left on the season. You're coming off, um, I won't say a, a particularly rough game, but it was a frustrating game. It was a game where this defense had no answers for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley. Like They just moved the chains up and down. Uh, the disrespect was there. But they're coming off a pretty tough Monday Night Football loss, 24-34 to at... Uh, Arizona or at SF at home and that was pretty tough to watch just because they couldn't uh, they couldn't get any pressure on Josh Allen 
Uh, and I know Josh Allen is a more mobile quarterback, and it seems like the, this Niners defense tends to struggle against mobile quarterbacks. But, uh, yeah, with that loss, there are four games left in the season, and they pretty much need to run the table if there's any hopes of them making the postseason. They're at 5-7 and seven right now. They have four games left. They need to win all four to be uh, just a game above 500 at, at 9-7. and seven. That's the goal. And it starts uh, this Sunday again. A must-win game uh, at uh, at home, at San Francisco, where they play the Washington football team. All right, so yeah, let's get to it. Let's talk about the matchups at hand. Week 14 in the NFC West. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, 10 o'clock game. There are two 10 o'clock games uh, that start our lovely Sunday in the NFC West. Let's talk about... Yeah, let's go to New York. Let's talk about those Cardinals, okay? So the Cardinals are going to play the Giants, the New York Giants. And this time around, uh, Danny Dimes didn't play the previous week against the Seahawks, but he is expected to start uh, this this time around against the Cardinals. And so that makes the line interesting. So the line is now Cardinals favored by two and a half points. Maybe it's three. Maybe it goes to one and a half. Uh, just depending on how the crowd sees it. But as of right now, Cardinals 2.5 over under 46.5. And And so this seems to be uh, a pretty close spread. And I can see why. The Giants have been playing much better football, obviously coming off a very, um, well, yeah, just an upset. uh, An upset of a win against the Seahawks, and their defense has been turning along. It's actually been improving the last couple weeks. Uh, Their defensive line remains a strong point for them. Leonard Williams is balling out. And shout out to their free agent cornerback that they signed, James Bradbury. From the Panthers, uh, yeah, man, I did not see that coming. He's been, like, shut down corner status. And so, uh, collectively, you know, Bradbury did very well against DK Metcalf last week. And this time around, he's going to match up against DeAndre Hopkins, which should be the premier matchup that I'm looking at for this game. And, um, you know, for Kyler Murray's sake, when they have the football right now, uh, they need to get some life. They've been in... Blunt terms, they've been fucking around. Their offense has been fucking around, okay? They've been doing a lot of dink and dunk shit, a lot of horizontal stuff, quick screens, just trying to, um, you know, get the ball out quickly. But they haven't been, um, well, pretty much compare what you've been seeing the last couple of weeks to what you saw the first, like, five, six games, okay? Uh, all those explosive plays that you saw, it's been lacking, okay? So I don't know what the hell's going on right now. I know that Kyler Murray's been like on and off with his shoulder, but um, at this point, especially this late into the season, you need to, uh, well, you need to play. You need to ball out. This is a must-win game for this Cardinals team because right now they are 6-6. Six and six. They're at the 500 line right now. And with four games left on the season, if you have any hopes of making the playoffs, you need to win these four games. You cannot fall below 500, okay? Uh, this Cardinals team is a much better team on paper. Their offense is very potent, but we haven't seen that the last couple of weeks, okay? And it starts with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, this is a guy that is a premier wide receiver in the league and a guy that, uh, yeah, uh, Kyler Murray seems to enjoy throwing the ball to. He's actually the most targeted wide receiver in the game. 
last time I checked. But, you know, lately, Hopkins has been kind of a uh, a non-factor lately. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Fitzgerald has been out uh, as he comes back from COVID-19. Christian Kirk, I haven't heard his name too much lately. But um, technically this week, all three of them are back. Um, and so I want to see some DeAndre Hopkins. That's all. I mean, straight up. DeAndre Hopkins has to win that matchup against Bradbury. That is very, very important. Uh, secondly, for this offense, okay, and it's interesting, too, because there were some, I think there was an interview with Kyler Murray earlier in the week uh, just saying that, hey, you know, I haven't been running the ball as much because, you know, uh, the way the defense puts it out, it's better for me instead of keeping the ball to hand it off to my running backs, and that's what the play dictates, and that's what I'm just doing. I'm just going with what the defense gives me. But overall, this rushing attack, whether it's Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, or Chase Edmonds, uh, they need to do better. They need to do better. And maybe it's the offensive line. Maybe it's the play calling. Maybe it's everything collectively. But mentioned before, this New York Giants front seven, third defensive line, it's probably their strongest point on, on this defense. It's not their linebackers. Bradbury's good, but their secondary is uh but it comes back to, to their defensive line. And Leonard Williams, um, Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, I mean, they have some pretty good guys on that front four for their defensive line. Uh, Jabal Sheard, yeah, he's cool too. Uh, BJ Hill, they got some good depth, okay? Now, the run game and the pass game, it goes hand in hand. So, right now, they've been doing a lot of dink and dunk shit with this passing game. But if this run game can be respectable, if it can be something of emphasis for this game, if they're able to, to win on the trenches and run effectively, that is going to set up the passing game for play action, which in turn will enable Kyler Murray to throw down the field. And that will give them those explosive plays that they've been lacking the last couple of games that will enable him uh, to throw deep to DeAndre Hopkins. So it goes, oh, wait, uh, what comes first, the run game or the passing game? Well, you know, it's technically both, but they need some more out of that rushing unit. And, you know, haven't seen it too much lately out of Murray, but it'd be nice if Murray were to break open uh, on a little keep away, tuck it in 20 yards. That would be nice and get this ball uh, rolling when they have the offense scoring points. So when the Cardinals are on defense, Daniel Dumbs is back. And, you know, no Saquon Barkley, duh. But, you know, they have plenty of capable pass catchers. Evan Ingram, their tight end, he's been low, uh, with his hands uh, this season. But overall, he's he's right there. And uh, the Cardinals typically have a hard time defending tight ends. And then they have Darius Slayton. They have Sterling Shepard. I mean, they, they have their... They have their guys, their, their usual set of pass catchers, which are, you know, on paper, pretty good. Uh, I think it just depends more so on how much pressure this Cardinals team can engineer uh, against this pretty eh, sort of New York Giants offensive line. And Daniel Dimes, he's a, a more mobile quarterback. He's coming off of injury, and so he's going to have some rust, which I'm hoping the Cardinals can take advantage of. I'd like to see some more Marcus Golden, some Hassan Riddick, those those speedy linebackers that can be pass rushers um, to really make this interesting too. Uh, but they need to do a good job with their assignments because Danny Dimes is a mobile sort of quarterback 
And so those linebackers are going to have a pretty tough assignment trying to contain Danny Dimes because, yeah, man, uh, despite his shortcomings, uh, he is a very athletic quarterback that could give some troubles, some troubles. I know we saw like a couple weeks back where he had like a, a you know, should have been a touchdown run, but he had like a 50-yard run where he kind of stumbled. But make no mistake, uh, he gives plenty of defenses trouble when he runs the football. So keep that in mind, and also keep in mind for this um, for this defense. Uh, it would be nice outside of Patrick Peterson if a number two, number three cornerback kind of stood out, whether it's been Byron Murphy or Drake Kirkpatrick. But they they really need to up the secondary. It's been Patrick Peterson who's been kind of rusty anyways, uh, and Buda Baker. It's been those two. Everything else in between for the coverage, uh, not so much. So not so much. All in all, just putting this together, it's just um, this is a tough, tougher than imagined sort of pick to make because the Giants are ascending. Their defense has been playing lights out lately. Uh, and their offense, I mean, it's, it's not the best, but I mean, getting your starting quarterback helps a lot. Uh, so... You know, I mean, it just depends on how you view the Cardinals because the Cardinals are, at least on paper, they are the better team, but they're not playing like it, okay? And I don't know if that has to do with injuries, lack of execution. Maybe the play calling is getting a bit robust in which, uh, you know, other opposing coaches throughout the league are starting to catch on to the air raid. But uh, this is a game where they need to get their shit together. There is no way around it. They cannot fall below 500. And so in a must-win scenario where they've been losing like their last couple of games, they've been dropping some, uh, this is where they get it back on track. Not necessarily a, um, a save-all sort of game because there's still plenty of football left of the season, but uh, this puts them back into playoff conversation because as of right now, as of today, uh, they are out of playoffs, okay? So go ahead and give me the Cardinals. Uh, give me the Cardinals 27-20. to 20. 27 to 20, a game in which Kyler Murray, he, you know, he isn't balling for like 300 yards and three touchdowns, but he plays much better football. This run game gets back on track and they have a sort of game that they can rally upon and be proud of. So 27 to 20 Cardinals book it. Next game at hand for the 10 a.m. slate, we have the Washington football team being hosted at Arizona against the 49ers, the Arizona Niners. Uh, Niners are favored by three and a half over under 43 and a half, I believe. So Vegas is seeing this as a lower scoring game and they still give the public perception in favor of the Niners. Uh, and that's interesting too, because maybe this could have been a closer sort of against the spread. The Washington football team, they are coming off a very, uh, savvy win, uh, a great win for this football team. Well, this football team. The football team, football team. This great Steelers team, which was undefeated going uh, going into that game. Yeah, the Washington football team beat the undefeated Steelers. A game in which Alex Smith played savvy football, kept, kept, uh, kept the turnovers to a minimum. They played good defense. They came away with a very scrappy sort of win. Now, looking at this game, the Niners are coming off a, a game where their defense was a bunch of horse shit. They couldn't stop the Bills. They couldn't take them off the field. And they allowed 34 points on Monday Night Football. 
which is bullshit. Okay, so are the I I, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is for this Niners defense. I mean, they've been so good the last couple of weeks, and then they lay an egg against you know give them credit a very talented Buffalo Bills offense. Okay, now this football team, this Washington football team, their offense is nowhere near the same tier as the Bills, but. You know, with Alex Smith under center, since he took over for Dwayne Haskins like earlier in the season, their offense has been pretty respectable. It's been night and day from what they first started to now. But I remember checking out Twitter and the statistics, and they were just saying that, hey, um, the football team, they're playing like top 15, top 20 numbers in terms of overall offense. Their rushing attack has been top 10, if not top 5. Lately, and their defense remains actually one of the better units in this league. I checked it on their DVOA, and I believe their defense is ranked number four DVOA overall, which means that defensive line, which consists of first round picks after first round picks, you have Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, like they have a ton of guys. Uh, That defensive line is bringing it home and getting results done, okay? And when you take a step back, just think about this. Really good defensive line. Decent enough offense. Kind of feels like the Niners, actually, right? This Washington football team plays complimentary football. They like to run the ball. They get enough out of their playmakers, whether it's Terry McLaurin or Antonio Gibson or, you know, whatever. But they get enough. They move the chains and they've been playing pretty good football lately. Okay, so let's put this all together, okay? So when the Niners have the football, when Nick Mullins is under center, uh, what is going to happen? Because, well, mentioned before, they have a really good defensive line, very similar to the Niners' defensive line in, in years past. And so what to do, baby? Okay, so when the Niners have the offense, the first and foremost point of the game is going to be their rushing attack. Now, this Washington football team defensive line, very talented, Uh, gets to the passer but uh, you know the best way to counter an aggressive pass rush is to have a good decent run game to tire them out to keep your quarterback clean and obviously you know for a college and an offense set them up for play action for bigger plays uh, later later in the game and so that starts with the trenches okay so I'm looking at you McGlinchey Trent Williams Interestingly enough, Tom Compton is going to be out again uh, this week. I believe concussion again. And so you're going to have the rookie McEvitts, but Lincoln Tomlinson. But yeah, this offensive line, they need to do a good job, a better job than what they've been doing lately. Okay. So if they can get the run game respectable, everything else will seem to flow from it. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, they're all healthy and doing well, especially yards after the catch. So yeah, it's really just a matter of playing mistake-free football, and that's something that they have not been able to do the last couple of weeks. I mean, they beat the Rams, but they also turned the ball over three times. Against the Bills, they had two interceptions. Um, you know, one not necessarily Mullen's fault with Ayuk's catch, but the other one being at the five on goal line, okay? I mean, this Niners team is already fighting as is to get points and get this offense moving with a backup quarterback. But fumbles, interceptions, all that bullshit, especially against teams that are already 
kind of better than you. I'm talking about the Bills, the Rams, like some really talented teams. You don't have that much room for error, okay? Uh, I think that the Niners are a better football team than the Washington football team, but, you know, turnovers say otherwise. They can derail the flow of a game. And so I think the only thing that's holding back this Niners offense outside of, you know, Mullins, but I, I think it goes back to turnovers and if this run game can keep Mullins clean, can keep this this game flow on track, if they can win the time of possession, if they can run the football well, that would bode well. Because if not, if everyone, you know, if this game gets out of hand, let's just say they're down early two scores, just what we saw against the Dolphins earlier in the first quarter of the season. But when it's obvious passing downs, uh, that is something where this offensive line struggles. That's something where this offense struggles. Whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard, uh, they they struggle in those situations. They don't have the um, the offensive line nor, nor the resources to, to really go uh, model e model, uh, especially when they're down early. So conversely, when the Niners are on defense, when you have Alex Smith, former Niner by the way, but when you have Alex Smith under center, comeback player of the year, uh, yeah. They are a very similar team to the Niners on what they like to do offensively. Mentioned before, uh, one of the top r- rushing teams right now. Um, much more balanced with Alex Smith under center. But one caveat that makes things a little easier, life should be easier this Sunday, is the fact that their starting running back, Antonio Gibson, is out this week. Thank you. Antonio Gibson is out this week, so that means J.D. McKissick gets the start. And he is a great passing down back. I expect him to get, like, what, six, seven um, receptions because that's what he does week in, week out. But he's nowhere near the the sort of bruising back, uh, that sort of element that Gibson gives on this on this rushing game. And so that's a plus. Um, but at the same time, too, Alex Smith, I know he's been known as Captain Checkdown, but his numbers are respectable. He also likes to do, I mean, he can do the intermediate ball just as good as any, whether it's like 15, 20-yard digs or comebacks and outs and all that. He can make those throws. And so Terry McLaurin, Steve Sims, like they have some playmakers. Logan Thomas, tight end. I know that the Niners, especially down the middle of the field, can be susceptible but let's just see how this goes, okay? Uh, I know that you know, this Niners pass rush struggled against Josh Allen, but Alex Smith is not a mobile quarterback anymore, at least not anymore. Um, he's more of an in-the-pocket passer. Uh, a lot of it has to do with age and injuries. The injury that you know in particular being his leg, like he almost had his leg amputated. But yeah, he's not that mobile anymore, and that bodes well for this Niners pass rush. Now, what is Robert Sella going to do, their defensive coordinator? What is is he going to do this time around uh, against the the football team? Well, stay tuned. But I'm a little bit more optimistic that they're able to get to Alex Smith more so than Josh Allen. There's this offensive line. While they are a decent group, they're not a great group, uh, at least looking at the numbers. This Washington football team offensive line, they can be had, whether it be, I don't know, Kerry Hyder. Uh, Dion Jordan, I don't know, but I think there should be some opportunities. I don't know. Maybe Robert Sella gets a little bit more aggressive, whether he uses a linebacker, a safety, a corner, uh, a couple surprise blitzes, but maybe Sella changes things up a bit. 
I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, let's go ahead and take this home. Okay, so I think this is going to be a, a pretty tough game for this Niners. I think it's going to be a lot uh, dictated on their run game, a lot of time of possession. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be a one possession sort of game. Uh, I would be, yeah, I'd be concerned for Alex Smith, especially if they can just continue to move the chains, which is something that the Niners struggled mightily the previous week. But, you know, uh, if Alex Smith can just move the chains, make the right throws, whether it's down the middle of the field or his checkdowns and get yards after the catch, uh, yeah, this might be a long day for the Niners. But conversely, I feel that the Niners tend to bounce back after, you know, these sort of dagger sort of losses. And they know what's on the line. They know that they don't have much time if they want to make the playoffs. They got to win every game. So go ahead and give me the Niners 24 to 17. They live to see another day of optimism. But I don't think this game's going to be easy by any means. If anything, um, it might come down to the, the final stretch. But nonetheless, 24 to 17, 49ers. Last but not least, and I'm not going to spend too much time just because, well, any given Sunday, I said that same sort of sentiment where I felt that the Seahawks were going to hand a, a convincing win against the New York Giants last week. I'm eating crow. That didn't happen. But I just feel that the Seahawks team is going to be at Seattle. They're pissed off. They lost to the Giants. Now they have the other New York team. And this is a team that is winless. In fact, they probably lost in the most what-the-fuck sort of manner uh, the previous week against the the Vegas Raiders. But uh, they remain winless at 0-12. And for the Seahawks, who need everyone now, they are second place. They are one game behind the Rams. They can't fuck around, man. They cannot fuck around in the NFC West, okay? This is a must-win game. Every game's a must-win game, but I'm just saying, you cannot lose to the Giants and the Jets on back-to-back weeks. That is bullshit, okay? If I'm the Seahawks, I'm pissed off at that loss against the Giants, and I'm trying to put all that sort of anger and frustration, and I'm going to leave it on the field for a very convincing win against the Jets, okay? Especially when you consider some of the storylines that are at hand, between Jamal Adams and the Jets. For those that have been living under a rock, the Seahawks traded two first-rounders, a third-round pick, Bradley McDougal, in the offseason for Jamal Adams. And Jamal Adams, to to their credit, has been great for them. Okay, He leads the team with, I believe, seven and a half sacks, uh, despite missing a couple of games due to injuries and whatnot. But he's been an aggressive playmaker for them and it would be nice to see jamal adams obviously jamal adams beloved but it would be nice to see him make a couple plays against his former team so you have that going for them and then you can also hope that they would get a more balanced attack this time around i know that chris carson carlos hyde dg like i know that they've had a lot of injuries this last quarter of the season but uh, Chris Carson slowly getting back in terms of the carries. He's more and more healthy. His foot is getting better. And I expect this run game to come back. I expect Russell Wilson to, to be pissed off and to be um, to be cooking. I can expect this defense to take advantage of a very... Uh, what 
how do you say? Shitty offense. I mean, maybe down the road, Sam Darnold. But as of right now, Sam Darnold is not playing good football. He's turning the ball over. And between Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, yeah, sure, they, they uh, Richard Perryman, sure, they have some good receiving options. But I just, they're just not a good unit right now. They're not playing good football. I know they, they, they almost beat the Raiders, but just, they're just not a good team. I let me just keep this short, okay? So the Seahawks, there's no way they lose because uh, this is out of pride. This is out of necessity. This is a game where they are much better than the opponent. They're at home. They just got to win this, okay? And not only do they win this, but they got to win this in convincing fashion to show to themselves and the pundits around the league as they see fit that the Seahawks team is ready to compete and be in the postseason. So if they can get their run game back, if their defense continues to improve, which they have been week in, week out since they acquired Carlos Dunlap, but if they continue to go on that path, you're looking at a game in which the Seahawks beat the Jets 31-17. Book it 31-17. Okay, so let's go ahead and wrap that up. So 10 a.m. slate, I have the Cardinals beating the Giants. 27-20, 27-20, the Seahawks 10 a.m., destroying the Jets 31-17, and then you have your 1 o'clock game with the Washington football team and the Niners. It's going to be a hairy one, but the Niners come out just the tip, baby, 24-17. to So once again, thank you so much for checking out the pod, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify. You can always check me out at Twitter, at Just the West, Instagram at Just the West, and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Till next time, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, happy great week 14. And for those that are playing fantasy football this year, good luck because it's playoffs, baby. We out here. Peace. <laughs>